Welcome to the Activated Creative Podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Goes by the name of Raheem. I ain't going to say too much. I want the brother to introduce himself. Raheem, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. Um, like you said, my name is Raheem. Um, I don't know. Who are you, brother? Who are you? Raheem, I'm just a, I'm a creative in Austin. Um, I've done a lot of different things here. Uh, spanning from video and photography to event coordinating to merch for artists. And I have my own brand with my own designs. So um, a lot of collaborating around the city. And um, whatever that looks like is what I've been doing for like the last mm, 10 or 15 years. Yeah. And we're in the year 2022. I know there's a lot of things going on right now. And um, I mean, what what brought you to this point? Like, what were you doing before you got creative, so to speak? Uh, well, that would be, I don't know, man. I've been creative pretty much my whole life. But in this type of aspect, as far as, like, putting it out and uh, pushing it, um, you know, pretty much like all of us, just looking around, trying to figure out what we're going to be doing. Uh, just living life, hanging out with the homies, um, trying, just trying to, just occupy my time without feeling useless until I figured out what it was that I was supposed to be doing um, or what I felt comfortable promoting to the world, you know? I feel that. And that's exactly what uh, what I pretty much kicked this podcast off with last time was talking about basically finding your place, right? Because just like you said, we're trying to make the most of our time, not be useless. Because uh, I know for myself, right, I do a lot I spend a lot of time creating, coming up with ideas, sitting on ideas. You ever feel that moment where you're just like, yo, this idea could be the one. It could be it. But then maybe you think a little too long, you take too much time, and it just never happens. Yeah, it happens. That's that's what part of being a creative is at, at a certain point um, before you start getting into the motion of producing or moving on your actions and thoughts. Um, so for a lot of creative people, that's, that's the whole thing. You know, they think they have a great idea, which they potentially could have a great idea, mm. but if it just stays an idea, then you really never know. So a lot of people I know, they're either perfectionists, um, uh, procrastinators or like some bullshitters. And, um, they just talk about their ideas all the time. I feel that. So as soon as you're not talking about your ideas or thinking about your ideas and you're actually uh, making them come to reality, that's when you're at, like, that's when you're really creating things, you know? So yeah, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard situation sometimes when you just get in your mind and you think about things and you think about them and you think about them and there's, there's really no way out of that cycle except for like actually doing it. Absolutely. I mean, would you say linking up with other people who are like-minded kind of help push that out of you a little bit more kind of pull that creative like you kind of need to do it i know it does for me yeah yeah absolutely i mean and it depends on the uh you know it depends on where you're at in your mind and who you're interacting with do you think that that person um has shown like more creativity than you do you think that you're more creative than that person mm -hmm. so what's your interaction with them going to be like you know so if you think you're more creative than this person, then you're probably that that's probably not going to motivate you. But if you feel like you're interacting with somebody that has um, shown in the past that you 
can look at and say, hey, man, I, you know, I can see myself and my ideas in this person. Like, I was kind of thinking that, too. And look at what he's done. Mm-hmm. That person can definitely give you that motivation to get over that hump. Um, but some, you know, some people, they just, they like to interact with people just to, to make sure that they're not off, to make sure that they're still in a good spot, even though a lot of us can be doing a lot more stuff. It doesn't matter who we are, you know? So, no, that makes sense. You know, like they say, uh, steel sharpens steel, right? Mm-hmm. And I know it was funny. I was thinking about it too. Like when I met you, cause we've been cool for like years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I met you and we first started talking about ideas and things that we were passionate about. I remember I said something or a few things and you were like, yeah, yeah, that, that's cool, bro. And he's like, but, uh, you know, let's let's get something off the ground. Like, <laughs> let's not just keep talking about it. And even that, like, woke something in my mind because I was like, you're right, bro. Because going back to what we were first saying of, like, you could just have ideas and just sit on them as much as you want. But if you're not going to actually make the decision to pull those out, show them to the world and whatever, you know, medium that is they're just never going to be right right and you have no one else to blame but yourself so going to the second point of steel sharp and steel you really do have to surround yourself with people who are not only like-minded but like you said in a way they might even be more creative than you or more uh excelled at something than you are Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like you said you you've done photography you Mm -hmm. still do photography i do photography as well so it's like we can almost look at each other and be like, okay, I see what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I see what he's not doing. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not always about balance. You know, sometimes life doesn't have a balance. I feel like you can't ever be perfectly balanced. That's true. Shit always teeters one way or the other. You have your off days, you have your on days, and you just have to keep going no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so definitely being in the right um environment so to speak and not only just what you're seeing on a daily basis as in like the city you live in the neighborhood you live in but the people that you surround yourself with right the people that you talk to the people that you um, basically feed your ideas to because i know if i say an idea to somebody and they're not feeling it or like they're just like yeah that's cool man and they're not really on the same level as me it almost kills that shit Yeah. yeah it like kills the dream almost instantly and it could be even like subconsciously to the point of like I didn't even intend for that to happen. Right. But now the shit is dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it just yeah. never comes to be. So. So like, have you heard of people saying like, "Don't talk about it, just do it." Yes. And it, it's in regards to a lot of yes. things, but um, creatively, I've experienced you know um, reasons why not to talk about it and just do it because, like you just said, sometimes you share your ideas with people. Uh, or just a person and that like you you send it out so it can be bounced back to you and you kind of feel like a confirmation or like the motivation to keep going but some people will just let that thing just slide right past them Mm -hmm. and that that was it it was just the idea and you didn't you didn't even have time to formulate it to more but you knew it was a good idea so you let it out and that person didn't do anything with it didn't didn't say man i like that Mm -hmm. even just that simple you know, verbal confirmation um, with with the right enthusiasm. You know, some people are like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. And then they're like, yeah, I'm going to get this number six. And they're still ordering their food. It's like, <laughs> they brush that shit off like it yeah, didn't mean everything like, in the world to you exactly. right before you said it. Like it was some free chips and salsa or no, something. No, absolutely, man. And uh, I, I think that definitely goes hand in hand with uh, what I was talking about on the previous 
podcast episode of like, you know, finding your place and understanding what you're supposed to be doing and who you're supposed to be. Being, doing, and having. And being and doing is part of identity. And having is just property. So the, yeah. the things that you go after, the things that you desire for, that's just property. That's material things, right? Mm-hmm. But being and doing, that's input and output. So it, it leans on one another. So in a sense of, again, talking about environment and the people you're hanging around, the things that you're doing on a daily basis, you can almost sort out, like, I'm on the right track, so to speak. Mm-hmm. If I'm being exactly who I'm supposed to be and I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do, and the output of those things is having exactly what, maybe not exactly what I intended to happen or exactly what I want, but I'm at least on the right path. Right. Now, with that being said, do you feel like you are on the right path, my brother? Um, I would have to say I've been on the right path for sure. Right now, um, I felt like I was taking a break mm-hmm. in what I was doing. And with taking a break with what I've been doing, based on that logic, I haven't been being myself. You know, if I'm not doing the things that I feel like I should be doing, then I haven't been being the person I feel like I should be. Um, based on based on that, and I, I do like that because people ask me recently, like, how's it going, what's going on? And I've just been telling them, man, you know, I've been on a break. Um, I haven't been my, my usual self. But I started saying that about six weeks ago, so it's like I've acknowledged the fact that I haven't been doing or being what I want to do or be. But I haven't came around to actually getting back to doing those things. Gotcha. So, uh, and I think I spoke that to you. Um, but this, doing this, is part of that. You know, it, it helps me um, get back to doing and being what I want to do and be. So, yeah. Do you feel like you're, you're like missing something? Or you just, you feel like you got knocked out of a groove? or I definitely got knocked out of a groove. And within that groove that I was in, like, there wasn't much that could stop me, you know, financially, mentally. Um, like, I was I was going to make it happen, you know. And now, looking back at it, it's like, the finances, I need some more money, Yeah. you know. And there's a lot of things you can do for money, but, like, how much of it am I willing to do and still keep a balance in my creativity and the lifestyle that I live, which allows me to be the creative person that I am, which is uh, supporting other people, you know, uh, bringing people together. It's more about being okay with myself and comfortable in knowing what I'm offering and allowing that to be the conduit, the thing that brings us together, the things that, that makes me reach out to other people. You know, what I have is enough and I'm comfortable to reach out and make something else happen with that. So, you know, sometimes we battle with ourselves, like, do I have enough to offer to ask this person? Not not the people I've been working with, but the people I want to work with. Yeah. Um, or the people that I've been working with, but I want to I want to introduce something new and see if they'll yeah. be down. Because we're comfortable doing what, we, what we've already been doing. But can we take this to another step? Maybe something that you didn't see coming or maybe something I didn't think about. Am I comfortable enough to accept that and move in that direction even though it's not my direction? So... Um, it's, it's getting that personality, that, that stuff that's personal to me, my mind, my, my body, right. And then the finances, cause you know, once you get your head clear and you're, you're back in the creative mode, you still got to be able to produce these ideas or else they're just ideas. 
Exactly. You know, so um, I'm right there. Like, I'm sitting on, like, four or five ideas. And I just don't like doing that. But it's a part of it until because I know I got these ideas. I just need the other part to produce. So, um, you know what they could be in the future. Like as soon as you got that mm-hmm. that back, that that funding, it it could really pop. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, um, at this point in my life, I feel like I only believe in comfort when it comes to pillows. Hey. When it comes to mattresses, bro. There's nothing in my life you don't want to be comfortable that really is comfortable, or I could feel comfortable being comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Because a great quote that I actually love is, uh, "Ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship," and I've noticed it firsthand. You know what I mean? You you get comfortable with doing something, you feel like you're really good at it, almost like you know what. I'm the best at this or like I've mastered this part of my skill set and you just get comfortable. You laid into it. Um, I feel like that's even worse than, you know, not having the finances, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, I think that, yeah, they're on the same side of the coin is that's not, that's not what you want. No, absolutely not. I mean, I've been stagnant in a lot of what I do just because of comfort. Mm. Right. And, um, and then when you start leaning towards finances, it's almost like I'd rather not have the finances than just have everything that I need and then be comfortable. Yeah. Because as soon as I set into that, it's, it's stagnant waters from there on mm-hmm. out. I think that, yeah, being comfortable. I mean, my most progress has definitely come when my back was against the wall. Um, that's when I started my... my uh, my brand in general, I didn't even know what I wanted to do creatively. I just knew that I had a lot of creative ideas. I didn't know which direction I was going to go as far as video, photography, drawing, design, um, events, um, whatever, you know. So I was my back was against the wall. I didn't really have a lot of stuff going for me. And I came up with this brand called Joints by Raheem. And it just allowed me to feel comfortable putting out almost anything because it was a blanket brand. It was just something that encompasses anything that I create. You know, any joint, anything, a joint is anything really, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to be by me. And that's all I need to know. Like, you know, let's just call it that. And then I can move forward with with what it actually is going to be that I'm producing. So um, that was a moment my back was against the wall. Another moment, I, um, my camera got stolen. I decided to look inside and what resources do I have to build this money back up to get back to creating where I was. And it was some other creative stuff that I can do. So my back was against the wall when I decided to come out with this first hat design that I ever did, um, AOG. And um, I just put joints by Raheem on the side of it and just kept it pushing. And then what, what, tell that little segue, because I know we had this conversation, but so your camera got stolen, right? You were on the photography path. Right. The camera got stolen. And then how do we get to the hat? Please, I need so people to know this. We went, <laughs> so the hats, essentially, um, it was a fundraising effort to get my camera back. My camera got stolen and it was a, a night out. Um, it was actually a whole day excursion of photography. Me and my friend, Mike, we went, uh, we didn't even have cars. Neither one of us had a car. We rode the rail from Wells Branch to downtown and we shot around downtown all day. And then day 
came tonight and we're like, all right, let's get some night shots. Um, and the night shots that we were trying to get, I mean, I was trying to do something outside of my comfort zone. Like we were just talking about, you know, uh, this is like a week before new year's, maybe right after Christmas. So I'm like, all right, new year's day. I'm hitting them with the new prices. I'm getting my price sheet right. Mm -hmm. These are the services for my photography. Um, let's let's push this to new limits, you know. So my friend Mike is like, let's go climb up this crane and see if we can get some of them skyline shots that we see on Instagram. I'm like, all right, bro. Well, you know, I'm scared of heights, right? He's like, yeah, don't be no bitch. <laughs> Shout I'm out, like, Mike. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, all right, bro. Um, all right, let's do what we can. So we go to this rooftop where we smoke at. There was a crane in between uh, the rooftop that we smoke at and this building, this structure they were building to the right of it. It's in between the two structures. So we climb from a rooftop onto this crane, in a crane, and we're going inside of it, going up. Get some shots. I'm scared as fuck up there, right? I'm shaking. I got the camera on me. Um, get the shots. We go back down. We go to a bar. And one thing leads to another. And unfortunately, I lost track of the camera. You know? Um, that's my baby. I don't know how you have a camera. You know how, it's, how it is. Like, when you have your camera on you, you always know where it's at. It's in your hand or it's safely somewhere. Um, camera is not at the house when we get back to the house. So I felt like I must have had it with me. Either way, camera gets stolen. Within the next couple of weeks, you know, I started GoFundMe for the camera. It raises like $250. We're not getting close to that camera with the GoFundMe. It's not cheap, people, just so you know. <laughs> right. Camera equipment is not cheap. And when you're looking at elevating and taking your skills to the next level, those those things, the equipment is not cheap either. I mean, the base of the camera is not cheap, and then anything after that is not going to be cheaper. So um, I look inside. I'm like, you know what? Let me just, maybe I can do this. You know, maybe I can do some hats, sell some hats to raise some funds. Somebody will get something in return, and they'll give me some money, and I can actually put a number on how many hats I need to sell before I can get my camera back. So that's we went into that, and then um, you know I sold nine hat. I mean I sold fifty hats in nine days, and people were giving me such a reaction to the hats that I was like, you know what, this could work, you know. So I stuck with the hats and uh, stayed in the fashion design lane at that point, and then um, a couple years later, I'm sitting at my homie's house trying to think of a design or uh, something I can present that'll take me outside of this box of just Austin uh, because I'm selling just to Austinites and I'm getting a lot of people saying, you know, dang, I would buy that, but I'm from Houston. I'm from L.A., but I really like that hat. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't feel comfortable wearing it because it says Austin on it. Typical. You know, I'm like, you're already here, bro. Like, <laughs> Just buy that hat. Why don't you support me? I'm from Austin. Right. You're going to go support somebody else because you're from L.A.? And, and, you don't know, and you don't know the person that makes yeah, you don't know the, the brand most of the time. It's you know? like Nike. Shout out Nike, but you don't know that person. Yeah, no. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll give him a little shout out. But uh, so uh, I thought, and I was my back was against the wall again. I'm like, man, how do I get out of this bubble? You know? And um, I was looking around the city, and I was trying to draw inspiration from the city, and I grabbed 
two cranes out of the sky. It was called two cranes. It was I was really just making a crane, and then I got lazy at two. I was like, I don't know what to do with these cranes, man. I don't know. It's just in my mind, on my heart. I got a crane here, and I, you know, duplicated, and I had two cranes. I'm like, you know, two chains, two cranes. I can fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, one thing leads to another, and you kind of build it after it's done. You build it in your head. You know the story around it. But it comes back full circle because if it wasn't for literally that night that I decided to face one of my fears, which was height, and go up into that crane and take those photos, I felt like I was really doing something for my craft. You know what I'm saying? Then my camera got stolen that night. And, like, three, two and a half to three years later, I'm literally working at this job. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. You might have to splice this up. But so I got a new job. I didn't have a job for a while. Mm. And uh, my mom was like, yeah, we're opening a new office downtown Austin. Um, you should apply. I think you'll do good. I'm like, all right, cool. And it's it's an online fashion um what is it? Fashion consulting or styling of clothes online. That's what the service was that I was going for this job. Got the job. Um, our new office is downtown on Congress. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'm working there for a month. They're like, y'all's parking garage is going to be down the street um, on 5th and Congress. I'm like, all right, that's a weird, okay. Why are we so far away from our building? But okay, it's whatever. I go over there for the first time. It's literally the building, the structure that was being built was the parking garage that I later worked in. That structure that was being built by the crane that I climbed. Destiny. <laughs> so I climbed, and then I climbed up that thing, right? Um, whatever happened, happened, and I'm literally working and parking in that same structure that led me to uh to doing fashion and uh working in fashion design so um and then i ended up calling a brand of mine two cranes so if you look at a lot of the things that we do and that we have been through and the things we're going to do they're going to be connected in some way or the other so subconsciously you know i was making and following in um and who knows what's still going on behind the scenes so and where has that led you now? What what do you what do you have now in, in this beautiful city of ours? Um, are you you leading me to an answer? Yeah. You talking about my storefront? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, talk so about it. So now I do have a storefront on East Sixth Street. East Sixth. You know, it's right there in the middle of all the action, um, and I'm still working on getting it open to the public on a regular basis, but. Uh, you know, I do small events, pop-ups, and releases there. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I got my own space down there, man. And it's uh, it's crazy. Cause you took the leap, man. I did. You took the leap. I did. You didn't just sit on the idea. You let it grow organically. You know, it took some time, which it, it takes time, man. Like that. That's the thing that I think as creatives we get bummed out when things don't happen right away, right? And that kind of leads me back to what I was saying about the being, doing, and having. You know, I'm sure in your mind, either you weren't even thinking about it, or maybe you were like, you know, one day I'd like to have a storefront. That'd be cool. Or have something like that to where I could push everything that I want mm -hmm. out properly. But it's like, how are you ever going to get to that point if you're not doing, and that being the output of being, right? Yeah, right. So you were being everything that you needed to be, 
in order to start doing the things that were necessary to get you to what you're having now. And that's, that's pretty much what I think being a creative is all about, man. Just being, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. You got to love what you're doing, man. Because, uh, honestly, if I didn't love doing this, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be at home. Bro, you hit me. I was just waking up when I texted you back. How'd I know? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. You had me sweating for a minute, but it's all good when you're here. And you live far away, so when I said yes, you were like, all right, cool. I'm about to start setting up. I'm like, he was already on the way when he sent that text. He had to have been on the way. I'm telling I you, I had my up. foot on the pedal, man. I wasn't stopping for nothing. Traffic yeah. was a little crazy, but we, we here, man. We had right. to make it happen. Exactly. Absolutely. Well... Raheem, I appreciate you for joining me on the podcast today, man. Uh, this is definitely my first guest. He's the first person I reached out to to join me on something like this. And it is for all the right reasons. As you can tell by the man's story, he is passionate about what he does. He's supposed to be doing what he's doing. And I appreciate him as a human being as well as a fellow creative. Make sure y'all check him out. What, what, where can the people find you, man? Let them know. Um, I'm on Instagram at jointsxraheem. Uh, my my name is spelled R A H I M. Um, Instagram, Twitter, my YouTube is uh, I think it's Hemerson five one two H E E M E R S O N five one two. I only plug that now because I have you know the local globally sessions that we did together right. on there. I'm very proud of that project and um, so much fun, man. Yeah, it needs more light, so. Y'all go check that out on YouTube. Absolutely, absolutely. Y'all make sure y'all tap in. Again, Raheem, I appreciate you for joining me, brother. As always, I'll see you till next time. Till then, stay activated. Peace.